0: Folks, before we jump into today's highlights, I just have to ask you, do you want to put 50 years of baseball history in your pocket? I know what you're thinking, it's not going to fit, but it really will because it's all in audio format. These are lost pieces of baseball history told to you from baseball cathedrals. They're, They're told to you by icons of the game from Red Barber, Ernie Howell, to Harry Carey. I get goosebumps personally listening to these games and even thinking about the interviews and what these players are gonna share with me. I know what you're thinking, is this AI? Are there bots? Is there some magic potion here that are making these things appear? And I'm telling you, they're not. These games are real. They were done by real people at that specific moment in time. All the iconic moments, the interviews, none of it's reproduced, none of it's AI. It's all real, but done again by real people. If you want to check them out, uh, there's a free intro offer. Jump on over to VintageBaseballReflections.com. And there's over 2,500 audio clips and games for you to put in your pocket, take on walks with you, hang around the fireplace and listen, put them on the porch, invite some friends over. However you want to listen, you're going to be able to listen in these amazing moments in baseball history. Use this coupon this day. For a special gift at the checkout. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Fenway Park.
1: Mark Fiddler's now. Each time he gets the ball back, you'll see him mumble a couple of words to the ball. The first man ever. to pitch five career no-hitters. That's ball, Joe. I don't believe what I just saw. another chance for Mitchell, and he makes a bare-handed catch.
0: Ricky goes, a fit and he's gonna have it. Leaps high in the air, and he's has got Let it be said that number eight, Cal Ripken Jr., has reached the unreachable star. Today,
2: I consider consider myself myself the luckiest luckiest man 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 on the face face of the the earth. earth. Now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we invite you to rise. We invite you to rise.
0: Hey, fans. Welcome to the Daily Rewind. My name's Tom Hannon, and I'm your host, The Daily Rewind is brought to you by ThisDayInBaseball.com. ThisDayInBaseball.com is a treasure chest full of baseball events. We bring you everything from the thrill of victory to the agony of defeat in every milestone and oddball event you could ever imagine. I am surprised every day at the events I find on ThisDayInBaseball.com. And it's more than just a written word. We have thousands of videos, audio, images to go with all the stories. Today's episode is about March 21st, 1975, when Hall of Fame outfielder Joe Ducky Medwick dies in St. Petersburg, Florida at the young age of 63. He was one of the feared hitters on the famed Gas House house Gang St. Louis Cardinals. Medwick clubbed 205 home runs and batted 324 over a 17-year career. Medwick was the last National League Triple Crown winner in 1937, and his beaning was a catalyst for what eventually became a batting helmet. Medwick will gain election into Baseball's Hall of Fame in 1968. Now here's an interview from 1968 with Joe Ducky Medwick. Enjoy.
1: This is uh, an interview with Joe Medwick, held January, uh, February 8th I guess it is, 1968. Um, Mr. Medwick or Joe or Ducky, what do you prefer to that I call you? It
2: doesn't make any difference. Uh, Whichever comes into your mind, I haven't called everything but late for breakfast.
1: I really want to go back a good many years to 1934 originally, and then we'll get into some other conversation, and uh, we want to talk about that famous uh, vegetable patch that you found yourself in the middle of. Uh, What really caused it? Did you really uh, tear into third a little harder than you had to? Well, it, it was no different slide than I've been using all my life,
2: and this happened in the seventh inning of the last game of the World Series in Detroit. And Frisch was on first base, and I hit this ball into right center field, and it ricocheted off the right field wall. And as I passed shortstop, I was watching my coach, who was then Mike Gonzalez, giving me the stand-up sign, which means there was no play, and I wasn't going to attempt to score. And as I kept getting closer to third base, I noticed Marvin Oan, who was then the third baseman for Detroit, straddling third base. And as I came... Closer to third base, he made a tag at me, and and with that, I slid pretty viciously, I presume, and rolled him over, and we swung at each other. No one hit each other, but uh, it was one of those plays that despaired a moment. And after the inning was over, I went into left field, and I don't know where they got this stuff, but uh, they threw this stuff for about 34 minutes, and the game couldn't continue. So the commissioner called us in front of his box, and asked me if i slid into him deliberately, which I said I didn't. It was part of my slide. And he asked Marvin Owen something, which I didn't hear what he said. And uh, uh, after 34 minutes, he decided that it would be better to take me out of the ball game so as it could continue, which I think he did right. But the only thing I felt about it was if, if two men were supposed to participate in the fight, they should both be ejected, as it was I was ejected. I still had one more time to go to bat. And at that time, eleven hits was a was a record, which I had had, and I had another chance to go to bat. And I will never know whether I would or I wouldn't got a base hit. But he did the right thing.
1: You didn't think so at the time. We have pictures that you were mad as a wet hornet uh, going back to the showers.
2: Well, this is true because uh, I came to play. I didn't came. I didn't come to be put out of the game. But uh, but uh, uh, if. The game would not continue. That means that the home club would have to forfeit the game, and it's easier to eject one man from the game to have it continue.
1: Uh, you had the nickname Ducky before that. You wasn't from Duck those
2: Vegetables. No, this had nothing to do with it. This was given to me while I was playing in Houston many, many years ago. They had a contest down there naming players. And uh, we played a lot of night baseball in Houston. And uh, they had this contest, and uh, some young girl saw me on uh, Galveston Beach, and uh, she combined both. She said, she swims like a duck and walks like a duck, so she combined them and used the word ducky wucky," which she won the contest with.
1: <laughs> well, I, uh, you don't mind
2: that some people might, I guess, huh? No, uh, I've been called a lot of worse things, so ducky wucky" is not a bad name.
1: How, how long you, had you been uh, a St. Louis Cardinal uh, by the 34th Series? Were
2: you in the 31 Series? No, I, I joined the Cardinals in 1932, the fall of 32, and I played 32 games with them. And then I was with the Cardinals up to the time I was traded to Brooklyn. And I feel very, very happy to uh, start my career with the Cardinals and finish my career with the
1: Cardinals. You're working for the Cardinals
2: now? Yes, uh, I am working for the Cardinals as the batting instructor for the minor leagues.
1: You have some boys. uh, You're just starting this now, or you have
2: been doing it? I have been doing this for two years, and now I am going on a full-time basis. We do have some good-looking boys. They're a number of years uh, away, but uh, I have worked with most of these boys that have come to the Cardinals and State.
1: I was going to ask if uh, some of your boys
2: were up there now. Yes, uh, yes. uh, We had Spezio. We had uh, Savage, of course. He was traded, and we had Williams, who was traded. And I uh, worked with Tolan, and we had Johnson, who was traded. But these boys, for some unknown reason, didn't fit into our plan, so uh, we have others.
1: Uh, you were recognized very recently by the National Baseball Hall of Fame, uh, a little belatedly, perhaps. It's been a good many years since you played your last uh, game as a major leaguer, hasn't it?
2: Yes, 48 was my last game in the major leagues.
1: I didn't read the citation. uh what was the reason given for your election at this time?
2: Well, uh, why I was put in, I, I presume because I, I earned it. Uh, I had a batting average of 3.24 over a period of 17 years, and uh, the records that uh, Hornsby doesn't have or Mussel don't have, I have with the Cardinals. So I think I deserved it.
1: I wasn't questioning that you deserved it. I was wondering why it took them so long to catch up with it.
2: Well, this was the feeling of the sport writers, and uh, uh, they finally uh, got together and gave me the sufficient three-quarter votes, and I'm very happy and proud that uh, they did put me in.
1: Now, you're going to have to um, pose for a sculpture, the uh, selected an artist, I think?
2: No. Uh, uh, they use a, a baseball picture of, of you. You forward it to Cooperstown, and, and the sculpture will work off this picture.
1: That's just going to be a head shot. You're not going to be holding a cabbage.
2: No, uh, this, this will be uh, uh, a shot from your hips uh, uh, and your face facing forward.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, is, do you still look like your pictures? I've forgotten. Uh, well, thing. you haven't changed very much. No,
2: saying? I haven't changed very much, but I want to use a picture uh, uh, that I used or, or, or that I had in the early part of my life and I did send a number of pictures to Cooperstown, and I will let the artist select the one that he seems to think will be the best picture, or the sculpture.
1: Uh, was part of uh, your eclipse, let's call it, uh, because with that fantastic batting average, uh, you weren't elected previously, and perhaps uh, you were thought of in terms of part of a, an unofficial organization.
2: I don't understand what you mean by that. I, I'd rather not go into this. You, you're trying what I'm to, saying
1: is that you were part of the Gas House Gang.
2: Oh, yes. Uh, I, I uh, In that respect, yes, I have had the privilege of playing with this great bunch of men. They were a very, very explosive bunch of men, and uh, they never knew the word defeat. And uh, we were six-and-a-half games out on Labor Day. The year we won the pennant and we come from behind and not only win the pennant but the World Series.
1: Were the Dean brothers quite as? colorful as uh, we've read about them since?
2: Oh, yes, uh, they were very colorful. They, they won 59 games during the season and then four in a World Series, so they couldn't have been too bad.
1: Well, I know they were great baseball players, but did they pull quite the outlandish stunts that, that uh, Stockton and others have painted them?
2: Yes, uh, like I say, they were very, very colorful. In fact, the whole team was colorful, and uh, I'm repeating myself, they were an explosive club. You never knew what they were going to do anywhere.
1: Uh, who was up there uh, with the explosions uh, besides the the Durocher?
2: Uh? Well, Pepper Martin was usually the, the the one who was the most explosive. Uh, for example, you might be sitting in a lobby reading a newspaper and it would put a match in the middle of it and it would naturally burn a whole lot. Or, or he would uh, sit in a lo- We would be sitting in a lobby and he might drop some sneezing powder into the lobby and he'd have everybody sneezing. Or he might put a buzz bomb on somebody's car. I mean. Uh, We had a lot of playful moments, but but when we got on the field, we come to play. Uh,
1: uh, Who who else was part of that gang? The Deans and well, Rip
2: Collins was on first base. Frisch was on second. DeRosha was short. Pepper Martin was third. Bill DeLancey was was the catcher. I played left field. uh, Ernie Orsetti played center field, and Jack Rothrock played right field. And then, of course, our pitching staff were the Dean boys. Uh, Bill Hallahan, Bill Walker, Dazzy Vance, Jess Haynes, Tex Carlton, and Jim Mooney.
1: course that's almost a who's who of baseball, isn't
2: it? Well, uh, there were quite a bunch of boys. Mr. Ricky did a great job when he assembled this bunch together because this was not done overnight. It had to be done over a period of time.
1: A lot of those uh, fellows went on to managerial posts and uh, the like, did they
2: not? Well, uh, Frisch did, Rocha did, Spot Davis did. Uh, Rip Collins was in baseball with the Cubs, and uh, mm, that would just about make it.
1: Was DeRocher as Lippy in those days?
2: Oh yes, he. If you took that away from him, uh, you you couldn't use the word Lippy. But he he was uh, he's quite a manager, and uh, he's doing a wonderful job for the for the Cubs in uh, Chicago.
1: Now you're not. B- exclusively a baseball
2: man today you have other interests uh, in a business way well yes uh, I am uh, connected with an uh, insurance firm in St. Louis I have had radio programs on KMOX in St. Louis I do uh, uh, work with the uh, Art Games Baseball School uh, I make personal appearances and then I worked with St. Louis University for six years and now I am working with the Cardinals full time
1: outside of that you love that's right Thank you. Anything you want to add uh, about the Hall of Fame?
2: Well, I'm very, very appreciative of the sport writers electing me to the Hall of Fame. It naturally completes my career. There isn't anything that could have happened in baseball that didn't happen to me, and and this climaxed it.
1: And what do you think about this uh, new little uh... Um, replica here, the St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame? Uh, You haven't seen it yet, but... uh...
2: I haven't seen it, but I understand it, it's in the uh, uh, infancy stages, but it is growing very nicely.
1: Well, it's a beautiful job, you know, artistically. It, uh, uh, well, again, cool. I haven't seen it. It does so. look sad, but, of uh, course, it's got a lot of tradition uh, to earn yet.
2: Of course, I never pass an opinion before I see it.
1: Right. I hope you will come down.
0: Thank you very much. Okay. That was an awesome interview. The interview of Joe Ducky Medrick was conducted by the St. Louis Cardinals in St. Louis, Missouri, on February 8, 1968. And you can find this interview at collection.baseball.org at the Baseball Hall of Fame website's digital collection. And you can actually sponsor this content as well on their site. Uh, That's one of the cool things about the Baseball Hall of Fame is they actually put it out to the fans where you could sponsor the content so you can help them preserve it. It's a really cool feature. And if you want to learn more about Ducky Medwick, check out his page on thisdayinbaseball.com. There's a link in the show notes. We have countless information there about Medwick, the teams he played on, seasons, and much more. Today alone, for March 21st, there are 52 events. If you were to go on the March 21st page on thisdayinbaseball.com, 46 birthdays, 16 passings, and much more. You can also sign up for our updates, and you can talk baseball with fans just like you in our forums. So go on to thisdayinbaseball.com and check it out. And I just want to thank you again for joining me today on the Daily Rewind. And if you enjoyed the show, I have two asks. One, sharing is caring. The way shows like mine grow is if you tell friends. And if you're enjoying the show, please tell your friends. Tell them verbally, share it on social media, share it in forums. We just appreciate the support so we can help grow the show and grow the audience because we love bringing you this content. Secondly, please subscribe to the show, and you're going to get the new content every single time it comes out. And if you have any feedback you'd like to give me, you can reach me directly at tbinbb at gmail.com. I'm Tom Hannon, and thank you again for joining me today on the Daily Rewind. We'll be seeing you at the ballpark. I'm out. Peace.